everyone, and welcome to Worth the Calories, a Great British Bake Off podcast. I'm Matthew. And I'm Catherine. This week we're here to discuss Desserts Week. Indeed. What did you think of Desserts Week? I always think this about Desserts Week, but it's quite a wide-ranging title, it's, isn't it? It's a bit of a mishmash. Bit of a yeah, mishmash. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was some good stuff. And then there was the showstopper. <laughs> oh, okay. Should we hit that when we get there? Absolutely. Interesting. I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to see what you think when we get there. Okay. So before we get into it, you revisited the recipe that you didn't get the chance to finish last week. I a, did. In an extra slice styly. An extra slice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was worth the... Well, I don't know. It, it was an enjoyable experience. Hmm. Mexican conscious. Let's, Mexican, let's make sure yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so last week I tried to do Mexican conscious, realised our yeast was woefully out, out of date and um, an, an aborted mission halfway through because I thought there's no point in me spending extra hours on something that was always going to be a leaden ball of dough. Right. Um, so this week I had some fresher yeast and I revisited the idea of Mexican conscious and produce some leaden balls of dough <laughs> I don't know no it was a bit better I I don't know my, my problem right is I have no frame of reference of mm. what a good conscious what tastes like conscious what should it taste like because yeah. like? if it really is like melon pan from, from Japan yeah. as I was saying last week that was not what I made. Okay. What what a melon pan like? They're, they're more bready, like properly bready, like okay. light and fluffy. I didn't make anything light and fluffy. What right. I what, what what I produced was something that tasted akin to maybe a slightly light scone. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and, and, and certainly as eating it it had that sort of same texture as as how yeah. scone goes, yeah. To mm. the extent I cut my nope in half and spread <laughs> butter on it. <laughs> I was like it needs butter. Which was a good addition. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um you know, and I don't so we've got I think we've got about 16 of them. Well, 14 okay. now. I'm pretty sure we're not going to eat them all because um I had one with my I coffee. I will be a leaden ball of Absolutely. Um but yeah, it was interesting. I, I think partly what I might need to do is try some more enriched dough because I've not baked enriched right. doughs mm-hmm. before. And I, again, I don't really have that frame of reference for how long the proof really should take because mm-hmm. the the recipe I used said at least two hours for the first proof. And I think I gave it two and a bit. Okay. And it definitely had increased in size. Whether it had doubled or not, I find it really hard to tell whether when when a ball okay. or something is doubled in size. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it had definitely um, increased. Um, and then I also found the topping just like it's just dry and sweet. So what's in the topping? So the topping is vegetable shortening, mm-hmm. um, which was sold on um, our delivery supermarket, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm pretending we're the BBC um, and flour. And icing sugar, and that and butter. No, 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 no butter. Just or... the and cocoa. Yes. Yeah, okay, to get the chocolate flavour. And, and that Fine. was pretty much okay. it. I have a couple of questions. Please. Have you thought away. about this and, and, and trying to wait for the podcast to ask you yeah. about it rather than the thing? <laughs> the topping. What it made me think of was the ones you get in licorice all sorts that only have a thin bit of licorice in the middle and a. a, a, a a sweeter, softer thing on the outside. It's like a sort of dry oh, version of them. Yes, yes, is what yes. I think yeah. it is. So I wonder if it's that same idea. Yeah, maybe. 
I didn't like it. I scraped no. mine off. No. And, and you're you're not so fond of very sweet things. You don't no. have all the icing on cakes and things, for no, instance. True, so, true, so that's true. absolutely yeah. not a surprise. There was a constant feedback to the conchers in the show that the crackalan was too heavy and stopped the rise and the growth as it um, as it cooked. Yes. Is it possible that's what's made yours denser? I would say it maybe contributed towards okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would be hesitant to blame it entirely. <laughs> and, and I wish I'd thought that as you were doing them and say, like, how about doing a couple without it just to see? And, and I did do a couple where I tried to... Um, I tried to lessen the amount of topping and actually threw some of the topping away right. because I'd realised that there was just too much going on here. Okay. The other thing I think, so um, so there were two proofs in the bake, mm-hmm. once in the big ball shaped and another one once you'd divide it into the 16 balls and put the topping on. Okay. Um, and that said, that proof should be for between one and a half hours and two hours, but no longer or else the dough would collapse in the oven. Um, okay. Now, I think it probably needed the full two hours because I baked them in two batches of eight. Right. And the first batch of eight was still relatively small when they came out of the oven. Ah. The second batch of eight were about 50% bigger again. Oh, interesting. And, and they okay. hadn't had that much of a, you know, maybe they were bigger. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Mm. But they hadn't had that much of a size difference before they'd been baked. Mm. So maybe they did need the two hours. Maybe everything was just a bit colder right. than it needed to be, yeah, than, yeah. It, than, than was helpful for them. So I would say I am open to trying um, enriched dough again, mm-hmm. a sweetened enriched mm-hmm. dough. I am not going to be making Mexican conchas, certainly okay. not from that recipe again. Right. Um, I think that dough needed more proofing time. In a warmer, right. maybe I'd crank up the heat on the, um, maybe I should crank up the heat on the proofing yeah, drawer. Yeah, sort of force it a bit. Um, I also think it would be beneficial not to have the topping and to have something a little liquidy in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? To mm-hmm. have a filling mm-hmm. to, because I, I was eating it, I was just like, can I, can I dip it in my coffee? Yeah. Because it was making like, the entirety of my mouth feel dry, which is why I wanted to slather it with butter. I, I think the butter works on it, so that's yes. a very good idea. Can I make a request then? Please do. Can you make melon pan next time you try something like this? Absolutely. I'll find um, find the recipe for it. Because then you have a frame of reference for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, And it's something you're, I think, would be more interested in being able to make anyway. Yes, absolutely. So, because yeah. certainly the top, from, from memory of what I used to get from Japanese convenience stores, the topping was less about a great big wodge of something mouth-drying and overly sweet <laughs> on the top. And it was more um, a sort of crispy, sugary glaze almost mm, on the top i don't, I, I don't okay. know okay but i tell you what i did enjoy right. i enjoyed using my little um scoring razor from the baking right, okay, set yeah. you got me for christmas a couple of years ago right. and i really enjoyed using the chomping blade to divide the dough mm. into portions okay. that was it, it was uh, you know sometimes you just Sometimes you, I mean, I, I like a gadget, I like a tool, <laughs> but sometimes when you use the right tool for the right job, you go, oh, oh yes, this does make it easier. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so so I'll be open to making just rolls again and and, and scoring and, them and, and scoring them and using the the. I'm sure there's a better title than the chomping blade. Chomping blade, <laughs> blade of chomping. Plus five to bread separation. <laughs> exactly. Okay. But yes, that was fun. So good. I, good. But I feel really pleased to have tried excellent yeah but we now need to go to mexico 
and so I can eat a real concha yeah, because yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure what I produced does not um, in any way, <laughs> shape or form resemble the experience of eating one made by Done. someone that let's actually go, knows how to make plan one. a trip to Mexico. Excellent. Amazing. <laughs> so on to this week, let's talk desserts. Yep. First round was steamed puddings. Oh, yes, back to school. <laughs> <laughs> and they're absolutely right. You know, steam puddings are a staple of British cooking. Yeah. Um, I think partially because it's easy to do without gadgets and specific mm. temperatures and things. You know, steaming something is actually not too difficult. But it is also a universal thing. So it was quite interesting to see some of the different recipes yeah. being done. Um, and it led you to do more baking. I did. Well, <laughs> can you can you call it baking when it's steaming? Although it was inside the oven. This is, uh, yeah, steaming is, again, a non-contact heat delivery. Yes. So, yes, it's baking. That, that's that's effectively the way I understand it. If you are applying something in a pan yeah. or putting something in something that's hot, like like deep frying or yeah, yeah, yeah. cooking over fire or something, that, that you are making contact with a hot sauce and you're cooking yeah. it that way. So that's cooking. Yeah. Baking is putting it in a hot place and letting it get very hot and letting the chemical reactions happen that way. Fair enough. That's that's okay. the way I think about it as a difference. Although, what's the difference between putting it in the gas of an oven as a non-contact and yeah. the liquid of a? Oh, now we oh, could get into the grey areas, and, 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 and the, the podcast would just never end. <laughs> well, it wouldn't. Would it? <laughs> I was just However, yeah. so so because the, the other year I did that suety lemony butter mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I put the pudding bowl into a pan yes. and steamed it that Which way. Which is the other way to do it. Just put it yeah. in a bowl of water and, and yeah. cover it and steam it around. Whereas right? this this one, when it actually came down to the cooking, the, the, the steaming yep. of whatever type of cooking we say it is, <laughs> um, I had the pudding basins, mini pudding basins mm-hmm. this time, in a baking tray full of water, which is actually still in the oven. I must remember to take that out. Good. But in a baking... <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't feel like... We won't do that live on the podcast. (laughs) I just didn't want to take the boiling water out of the oven at face height. I thought it might be a a good idea to let it cool down first. Um, But yes, but I put put the pudding basin into the oven and turned the oven on and that's how they were steamed. So I I thought that was quite interesting as a difference. Which is what Carol did. I think that was how she steamed. Yes, and I think my results were quite similar. <laughs> I don't think I steamed not, them enough. <laughs> not a, well, not as bad as hers. No, you're right. That was the you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think once I get the hang of how to how long to steam them, and maybe my problem was actually that um, I had so much water in the baking tray that it took quite a while for the water to get up to the appropriate right. temperature yeah, for yeah, the steaming. Because okay. the recipe was like steam them for twenty five minutes. And I steamed them probably for, well, steamed them for probably for like 35 minutes. But perhaps actually the first 15 to 20, the water, the cold water in the baking yeah, tray yeah. around the pudding basins was getting up to temperature. Mm. I just, with the oven, with our oven being the height it is, I didn't want to start pouring boiling water at that. I just, yep. yeah, anyway. Okay. They were very tasty. I thought they were very tasty. They were so easy. Mm. Um, it was another recipe from the BBC's Good Food website. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know, I've, I've actually just stopped looking at the Break Off website <laughs> to see if they're publishing the recipes. They're, they're not, yeah. I've, I've assumed that's just a, a decision mm. they made this season. Um, so, yes, it's called gooey, gooey Toffee Pudding. And I just made a toffee sauce with um, light muscovado sugar, dark muscovado sugar, butter and cream. You were supposed to melt the butter into the sugars and then only add the cream for a minute at the end. I completely um, 
lost the ability to read and just chucked it all in chucked it all in the pan and then mixed it around for a while but and, and, you know no one's died it's fine <laughs> yeah I, I don't think it's affected the taste no, particularly no, I don't, it was, it's still very tasty the texture seemed the same how did it seem to you when pouring and stuff seemed like sticky toffee sauce, toffee sauce. it was very tasty okay. um and then yeah and then the the, the pudding mm-hmm. was just a very simple self-raising flour butter sugar whop it in the kitchen aid whiz it up a bit and, and that was it it was like really really Excellent. simple um what i was quite excited about was that the um the, the uh, you can actually just put it in the freezer in the pre-steamed state so we've now so we only had four mini mm. pudding basins so we've now in the freezer got two mini pudding basins with the same amount mm-hmm. of steam pudding as we had last night and one bigger medium-sized okay. pudding basin with with another four portions in. Excellent. Um, and, and in the recipe, it just says, well, you just steam it for longer if you're doing it from frozen. So um, we'll, give that, a go we'll give that a go. Excellent. Yeah. So I, I quite like this Useful idea that you can, a prepare in advance. you can prepare in advance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it might good. be a people come around for Sunday. Well, exactly. It's a good Sunday autumnal winter planning. thing, steam pudding. Yeah, they, exactly. So. I, just, yeah. I just need to get a grip on how long it takes to steam appropriately from mm-hmm. frozen state. So you'll have to bear with me experimenting with oh, week occasionally. Oh, come on. Is there more toffee sauce? No. So so let's make sure we always keep a supply of toffee sauce as well for whenever you want to do this. That's the important thing. <laughs> but the other thing I did with it, well, not, not so much for you because you got some ice cream with it. Um, I um, completed my experimentation with freezing whipped cream. Okay, so yes, yes, If you yes, remember yes. Um, a few weeks, a few ago. weeks ago, mm-hmm. I had all that spare sweetened whipped cream and I just popped it in the freezer. Um I would say it was a moderate success. Mm. So it was fine. Mm-hmm. Tasted fine. The only thing that it, it just tasted a little gritty. Right. The the so so it's it still held its shape. It wasn't weird. Mm. But yeah, it wasn't a beautifully smooth whipped cream anymore when it had thawed out. So it was okay. it was okay. Gritty it, it, could the grittiness be either the some of the water still frozen in it? Or some of the sugar didn't dissolve when making it? Is, is it that sort of grittiness? No, or? I think it's more that... I, well, my assumption is it's mm. more that something in the molecules has slightly been slightly broken and okay. damaged by okay. the freezing and the thawing so that it sort of just left the right. thawed version with a slightly slightly mm. different texture. And, and I just thought, well, fine. And I might think about it again if I was going to use the cream in something... Okay, uh, and yeah, that yeah. it would get blended away, so that wouldn't be so obvious. Yeah, but I probably wouldn't do that again to You're have as a, something. As, mm. a, as a as something where I would actually have that whipped cream as a main okay. as a main sensation on my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> a useful experiment as well. Good. Yeah, it was interesting. Good. Nice. I think that's all, all been a very good, good yeah, success to try. Exactly. That's part of the point of this is trying things and seeing how how it applies. So, if you had been on the Bake Off. Mm-hmm. And you were going to do a steamed pudding. Mm-hmm. What would be, what would be Matthew's ideal steamed pudding to do? I mean, sticky toffee pudding is the obvious one. Uh, probably not a fruit laden type pudding. Mm. Although I now have memories. Wasn't there one they did where they had to cook a whole lemon? That that that's all, that's the one I did the other um, year. Yeah. In the suet case with all that butter yeah, yeah. and a whole sort of spirally lemon that's in the, the middle. That's the one you were referencing, wasn't it? it yes. Was bonkers. I wonder if you could do that with an orange. 
I'm not doing it again. But not, not necessarily with suet, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. with like a sticky toffee or, or a fruit thing and um, um, put an orange in the middle and see what happens to it. And oh, maybe. That could be interesting. Mm. No, I, I think it would be something with an orange liqueur or uh, an orange, you know, a sticky toffee pudding, but with that, because I feel like sticky toffee pudding is a very obvious thing to enter yeah. for this. And is... I know it's not simple, but it's so simple you have to try to elevate it. Yes, because actually you can get if you go to the right restaurant, mm-hmm. you can get good sticky toffee pudding. Exactly, as a relatively achievable thing. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, so so Maxi did sticky toffee puddings, mm. but then you compare that to Shabira trying her watermelon thing, which didn't necessarily come off for her, but they were kind of cool though. Right? But it was a very interesting and, and good good effort. You had. Um, Kevin trying the Clouty dumplings, trying a very traditional method yeah. and doing something which you completely understand, and and then um, Janusz did the tropical pina colada. Mm. So again, elevating with, with you, I wouldn't say tropical flavors and cocktails to go with a steamed pudding. Yeah, doesn't quite feel right, but is an interesting way to go. Yeah. Mm. What would you do? Well, I'm thinking about feeding you. Okay. And I'm just wondering. And, and, um, and Is just that your like... default state these days? <laughs> well... Keep him fed. <laughs> and I'm just like, just, just sort of bouncing off what you just said about the orange. I'm wondering whether there's something we could do with Grand Marnier in an orangey, syrupy, liqueur syrup with a nice, rich chocolate pudding. Mm. So it could almost be a steamed chocolate, a steamed boozy chocolate orange pudding. Let's take it one further. Yeah, Let's yeah. take it one further. Let's put something sharp, almost bitter in there somehow mm. and do an old-fashioned steamed pudding. Because mm, should... old-fashioned generally yeah, has yeah. usually an orange or some sort of slightly citrus yeah, yeah. flavour on the edge of it. This this could be a Christmas holidays project. Mm. Yeah. Interesting nice. ideas. Yes. <laughs> so that's what you'd go for. I think so, yes. Nice. nice. Yeah. How did you think everyone did? Any any that you wanted to comment on? I know I've just run through a list, but <laughs> I mean I, I I'm just continue even if I wouldn't necessarily want to eat it, <laughs> I am blown away by Shabira's um yeah. inventiveness. Mm. I, I just I just love it. I love the fact that she just thinks a step to the right of everyone else. Yep. And it feels new and it feels exciting. Yeah. So I'm just always I'm always interested to see what she's come up with. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I think Sandro doing the apple and cherry crumble. Oh, yes, ones. I'd have eaten that. Well, you know, those are flavours you will go to. Yes. Definitely the cherry and cherry liqueur. But again, that's elevating it in a very accessible way. He's not yes. he's not pushing it to 11. That's pushing it to 7 or 8 and, and doing something very nice with it. So I'd go to his restaurant. Yeah, I think he's got this sussed. At yeah, this point. Yeah. Now, he had a very good week. He did have a good week. But I think he started to, to work it out. And, yeah, is, is mm. he the dark horse and not Dawn? Because well, well. Dawn didn't really have a good week, did she? No, I, I, no one hugely did. Yeah. Um, even he, you, you know, Sandro won, but he was like, oh, I thought I was going to get a handshake, but it wasn't quite there. And mm. Mm. Technical. Lemon meringue pie. Yes. Now, I've not done it this week, mm. um, and mostly just through time yeah. uh, and the ability to have time to, to be able to do it. Partially because when I bought the ingredients, I didn't buy any lemons. <laughs> but I would have worked around that problem. There would have been a way, there would have been a solution somewhere. Um, it would have been tropical, lemon, lime, orange, all the different types of juice exactly. we have mixed together. Anyway, the challenge wasn't how well can you make this interesting thing. When we think about the things that we have every week, I mean, even tacos, 
was a do something that you might not have attempted before yeah. and it's 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 different techniques this was do you know the recipe for a very core set of skills i loved it yeah i think i think this because they did used to do this very early on it was mm. make a vanilla sponge yeah just there you go done make the yeah, thing yeah, yeah. so it's how well can you make a pastry mm-hmm. how well can you cook blind bake the pastry then how can you do a lemon custard and pour and set it on top? And then how well do you do a nice meringue and decorate and bake? Like, like those are three very separate skills that apply to a lot of the different things they do across Bake Off. And this was, do you know them? I, th- I think it was an excellent technical yeah. test. Yeah. So I don't, I don't feel bad about not doing it because I wouldn't have not followed a recipe. Do you mean I can't just come up to you tomorrow and go, Matthew, <laughs> <laughs> no recipes. Make me chocolate chip cookies. Uh, chocolate chip cookies could probably do. And okay. and basic sponges I could do. You know, I have burned into my head four ounces of butter, four ounces of sugar, four eggs, four ounces of flour, and you've got a nice sponge. Yeah. Like, that's just what my mum taught me. And when you know that, and, and that's why, uh, you know, the metric system is clearly better for observing everything. Mm-hmm. But the imperial system is really good for people, for yeah. remembering core uh, multiples of something. The numbers actually work easier for putting them into recipes and weights yeah. and people. I suspect the American cups, as much as I hate mm-hmm. cooking in cups, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry people who like cooking in cups. I'm like, <laughs> seriously, what is a cup? Um, but, you know, like one cup of this, one cup of that, half a cup of the other. Yeah. It's super straightforward. It really is. And it would make life a lot easier for if you were remembering yeah, re- exactly. recipes. Yeah, exactly. And in a time where we didn't have recipe books and scale, intricate scales yeah, and so yeah. on, you know, this idea of it is, is very... You, you just have your ounces and you have four of them and you have four over here. And, and, it's, and actually, it's all about proportions. So it doesn't necessarily matter if your cup is a different size to your friend down the road's cup. Yeah. As long as you're putting everything <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. the same proportions, then your um, baking magic will happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I like the challenge. Yes. I like that they all came out very different. You mentioned Dawn. Yes. Dawn, who says she's made hundreds of these. That's just the curse of death, isn't it? If you think you're going to say, if you're thinking of saying something like on that, that on Bake Off, yeah. just don't. Don't. Don't <laughs> set yourself up for the, no. I wonder, given how little she made, I wonder if she forgot the orange juice. Oh, maybe. Because that makes a large bulk of it. Yeah. And it's and, and obviously the lemon flavour overpowers that. And then you're applying sugar and egg and all sorts of other things yeah. to it. And maybe she doesn't use orange juice in the version that she makes at home. Maybe, but she'd have to bulk it with something. Like maybe she just has like hundreds of lemons. Hundreds of lemons and the <laughs> yeah. sharpest pie you'll ever taste. I don't know. But yeah, like... Some, something like that happened there, I think. And, yeah. and it will be interesting, actually, to see if she ever mentions it on, on an interview yeah. or something post. Um, but I think, by and large... Yeah, on the whole, they all know, did all right. Which, which, which is to be expected, because at the end of the day, they are three core skills, right? Exactly, exactly. I yeah. think the meringue is the one bit that didn't let anyone down. Yep. Which is interesting, because I think that's very hard, mm. but fine. And there were differences whether people knew about blind baking and how to blind bake and, and really... Both blind baking and making sure your spun your your pastry looks really good when you put it in the tin. Yes, and that's the thing I'm I can do there, and I can't do with bread. Right. Anytime we've had to prove something, I don't shape it well in that final prove, and right. then I'm surprised when it's still the same shape at the end, and I need to learn <laughs> that of like, oh, make it look nice now, yeah, so it looks nice in the end. I agree. I have 
very little sympathy for anyone on that show who doesn't know about blind baking. Because how many times have they done blind baking across all the years of Bake Off? The soggy bottom is a thing of Bake yes. Off, and that's that's yeah. how you resolve it. So like, you haven't done your homework. Yeah, yeah, very much. But but good challenge. Really good. Good challenge, challenge like that. Our final challenge was hidden surprise mousse dessert. Oh, what and a waste of time! You have opinions. Here, I have clearly. opinions. I mean, like seriously, like it's just asking for a mushy mishmash disaster <laughs> or like, rubber. Or rubber. And most of them seem to have too much gelatin. Because, yes, what's worse, uh, which is worse, serving something that's just a soggy mess or serving something that's a bit too overdone and a bit rubbery? You'd rather it at least fulfills the brief of looking right. Yes. But then they're just going to have tough drawers from chewing on bits (laughs) of rubber. I just just think it's... um, I think it was one of those challenges that they set, mm. knowing that the vast majority of um, the, the the contestants would struggle. Right. Because, I mean, come on, let, even if you're a really enthusiastic home baker, mm-hmm. you're not going to spend half your life putting um, rubbery flowers through mousse and wrapping <laughs> it in cake. I mean, who has the time for that? True. But, <laughs> but it's a showstopper. Well, it is and when these it runs are, off the table. If people are really good, and, and I think this also speaks a little bit to Bake Off's origins, you know, yes. the start of it, where we used to talk about cake competitions at Village Fates and, you know, cake entries for the WI and, and the, the traditional senses that we had for this yes. before Bake Off itself changed what baking was and how we talk about mm. it. This is the sort of thing you would enter into something like that. Yeah. You would do something really interesting and different and try to wow people. So I can I, I can see it. And, and I can also see it as a, I'm going to make a dessert to impress people. I Before we even saw it on Bake Off, I made my mum the, the Charlotte, Charlotte Royale. Roos, Route Royale. Royale, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Swiss roll dome thing. Because it seemed interesting, and I want to be able to do things like and it that. It was so. very tasty. Mm. I f- thoroughly approve of that. <laughs> I think. Look, I, I think part of it is one of the reasons I view Bake Off is I look to it for ideas for something I might like to make myself. Right. I am never making anything like that. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think I just I also I have, I have feelings about illusion cakes that maybe I um <laughs> and I have opinions about. Cakes. Biscuits that look like houses and <laughs> cakes with a hidden surprise in the middle. I don't want a hidden surprise in my cake. I want to know what cake I'm eating. I want more cake. I just want cake. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yes. So. All of that said, how did they do? Were there any that you particularly liked? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They're all rubbish, and they should have walked out of the tent in anger. I just. <laughs> I just I just felt it really unfair that obviously they've only got a limited amount of time, so obviously they all put shed loads of gelatin yeah. in to get it to set. And then Paul spent the whole time going, well, we put too much gelatin in here. I'm like, well, no, of course they did. <laughs> you know? I, I felt really bad for Dawn. Um, mm. And because it was just a, just a disaster, wasn't it? And, but... I, but apparently it tasted nice. Mm-hmm. I'd have rather eaten Dawn's runny, nice tasting <laughs> cake than any of the rubber disasters. Yes, look is very important on Bake Off. 
Yeah. And and do you know if it if it is a soggy mess, like Dawn got away with it, I think. If more than that, and we have seen them absolutely melt mm. and be be pretty awful and slopping off the plate and so on. So I I think the the path of less risk is to go more gelatin rather than less and accept that fine, it's gonna be a bit a bit tougher, a bit more gluey, but at least it's gonna to come together. I think this is the difference between you and me. Right. You're about precision <laughs> and and it all looking mm-hmm. beautiful. I'm happy to produce a, a bowl of, <laughs> of mess if it tastes nice. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What what does Sandro do? I remember his being quite nice. I just can't remember what it was. He did the earth. He did the globe. That was quite was cool, right? Genius. Yeah. It was so clever because everyone yes. else was cutting bits out, having to make layers, piping in certain ways. His was, I'm going to keep building larger and larger spheres. And, and he had a mould. And he had a mould. And, and he knew and at he, each level whether it had settled Exactly. Not. He put he yeah. put the, not not the outer layer, because he iced it in the end to, to get, and, which again is clever, so it means you don't have a sort of equatorial join in the yes, middle, yes, you know. Yes. Um, Yes, his but was he was his was fun. His really was cool. good idea. And then when you look at the the you know the the different colours as you get to the core of the earth, yeah, you can do an interesting raspberry mousse in there and yes. and a sponge layer and smart. And, and he'd, his his construction had been planned well. Yes, yeah, really good. I quite enjoyed. I mean, although apparently it was quite rubbery, but I quite enjoyed what the Scottish guy did with the bone in the middle of his. Yes, I thought that was a nice way of Very doing nice. it. That was. Cute. I'm not certain of sponge in mousse, if I'm honest. And the ones who yeah. then did, yeah, did cutting up sponge and putting it in the mousse. I'm a bit. It's kind of like a weirdly reconstructed, not deconstructed, yeah. but reconstructed trifle. Yeah. Why? So I don't know. I don't know. Just make me a chocolate cake. <laughs> I, I would have been interested in doing something that's just a sort of optical illusion. Mm. Something that looks like it has rings going one way, and then when you cut it, it has rings going the other way or something. I don't know exactly how that works. Yeah. Almost like a chessboard cake. Okay. Doing something like that. but Because but, it's just a bit weird to go... Oh, and then you cut it, and there's a flower in the middle, or a sun in the middle, and the sun I didn't quite see, I didn't uh, I think they, I think they um, cut it in a way that was very generous to what she was trying to achieve. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought, because I was like, you could cut this, and it would just not work. Yeah, yeah, it should be as B. Oh, yeah. Why is there a B in the cake? You know, just... Yeah. I think I, think I want the theme to link to the cake somehow. Yes, mm. yes. Mm. Don't ask me what I would have done because the answer is I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. I would have left that week. <laughs> I'm sure I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, desserts. Not not a terrible week. They have to do this sort of dessert mousse type thing at some point. They do. Um, there were comments of it getting hotter. So I suspect we're heading towards our 40 degree week, which I'm waiting for them to announce chocolate week, which is clearly when it's going to be 40 degrees. Chocolate week, you have to work in white chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) All three types of chocolate. Basically, they're all just going to be hot and sweaty with puddles of white chocolate (laughs) around. (laughs) Technical challenge, make a a chessboard out of different types of, of chocolate. (laughs) <laughs> what is next week? I can't remember. So next week is tying into the date it's aired. It is Halloween week. Ah, uh, 
okay. Which is interesting. Yes, yes, of course it is. We had that sort of preview with them all dressed up. Yes. Yes. So we will we will see what they get to do. It's not a theme for a baking show, but fine. Where will they well, with it? Well, maybe it's a pumpkin pie in the middle and... We'll see. Yes. We'll see. I might spend the whole of our next report recording going, tenuous, tenuous. <laughs> I was pleased Sandro won. I was. He did really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's, I feel he's steady mm-hmm. coming into his own. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sad to see Carol go, but it was the right decision. Yeah. Just like me, she doesn't steam her puddings long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I will be interested to see how Shabira copes because Shabira has always gotten feedback on how she does. She's never quite excelled. Yeah. And she's never been in proper danger of going. Mm. And they're always saying too much flavour, not enough flavour. Yeah. One or t'other. So if she can bring that together, I think it will really work for her. Absolutely. I'm worried she might not. Mm-hmm. And just at some point it will be you know, the, the, I, I, the next we've, couple We've though, run out of people who aren't it, as good exactly, as you. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Interesting. It's a good group now. It's a very good group. And as much as I'm bitching about the um, the showstoppers, I do think it's pr- turning out to be a really good series. Yeah. I think I think Abdul and Kevin we haven't mentioned much. I think we haven't no. mentioned particularly over the course of the show, uh, the course of the series, but also are clearly capable because they're not coming up the top, they're not coming down the bottom. Yes. So they're... Yes. But they are going to have to step it up as those bottom candidates well, get whittled away. Absolutely, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Lots of lots of strong contestants. Mm. So we'll see what happens next week for Spooky Scary Halloween Week. <laughs>